0: Hey, welcome to TBT's Podcast. I'm Dan Friel. On this edition, we're going to check in with Kyle Callanan of OPI and Terrell Smith of the Primetime Players. We ask them some standard questions at the beginning and then kind of get a deeper dive in terms of who they are and what their teams are all about. Remember that you can subscribe to TBT's Podcast on iTunes and definitely, definitely remember that TBT starts in Charlotte and Los Angeles on July 9th and continues in Chicago and Philadelphia on July 16th.
1: Kyle Callinan, Team OPI. Kyle, where does the team name come from? Um, It comes from uh, my best friend um, who passed away last summer, June 11th. Um, So we're dedicating this um, tournament to him. And so his name is Owen Patrick Iannotti. So that's where Team OPI
0: comes from. How did this team come together?
1: Um. Came together last year. I was watching my brother, Jerry County and and, um, his friend, AJ Marhar, who are also playing in the Midwest of Armored Athlete. Um, I saw this as a college player, so I couldn't uh, join. Um, so as soon as we graduated, I got a couple of my teammates from down at school, Armstrong Atlantic State University. And then I reached out to a couple of the people that knew Owen. Um, some of the coaches and some of our um, friends who can be boosters and. We just put it all together.
0: Why are you guys playing in TBT?
1: Um, to honor his name. Um, this is also where if we do win, we're um, donating $50,000 to his organization. And also, I mean, it's $2 million. So we're planning to win that money too. What would it mean to you if you did win TBT? Oh, it would mean everything to us. I mean, especially for the organization, it would be great to win the $2 million for us. Um, and It would be extra cash. So it would be awesome. But it's also just a put his name out there and he loves sports. He loves football and basketball. So it would just be great to represent his name and give that 50,000 to his organization. Kyle,
0: which team in the South region besides yourselves do you think is the best?
1: I think the best is you have to say overseas Lead They won it last year. You have to, you have to show respect to people um, who've proved themselves already and they won it last year. So you got to give respect to them and you got to go with them for they're the favorites to win.
0: Now, you mentioned this a second ago, but what's your background in basketball,
1: Kyle? Um, my background, I played in uh, Mount Anthony Union uh, High School in Vermont. Um, I went down to a Division II school at Armstrong. Um, I got hurt the last year I played, so I didn't play much this year because I was hurt, but I'm better now. The year before, I was 17th in the nation in assists, um, and I'm just ready to be the point guard and leader of this team and get ready, get ready for this tournament. Did you just graduate? I did just graduate.
0: Congratulations. Thank you very much. What did you major in?
1: Uh, liberal arts.
0: And so you have any ideas about what you want to do professionally
1: at this point? Um, I, at this point, I'm just trying to go overseas. Like I said, I was hurt last season. So I was like, I was deciding to go overseas after my junior year. I had a good junior year, but I decided to stay. But then I got hurt. So I'm um, just trying to. Get better, get better every day, rehab, and now train to get overseas. So,
0: are you looking at TBT as an opportunity to maybe get yourself some further publicity beyond what you were able to accomplish in college?
1: Um, I am, but also at the same time, there it is a great opportunity to get to that point where there's scouts probably going to be looking at TBT and we have a Four or five people just graduated with me, so it's an opportunity for us to go out there, but we're also very, very young. We're probably one of the youngest teams to get into this tournament, and so we're trying to compete against people who are already at that level or even beyond that level, so it's going to be a great test to see where we are.
0: In terms of the actual construction of the guys in your team, are they mainly guys that you've played with before?
1: Yeah, basically everybody I've played with, besides maybe one or two people I've played with before, and most of our whole team has just graduated. More more than half our team just graduated, so we're very young and we're very, we have very good chemistry. We've always played together. There's a couple of us that haven't, but I know them personally. Um, but most of us have played together, and we should have, we should be very young, um, very good chemistry.
0: Where is Armstrong Atlantic located?
1: Atlanta, Georgia.
0: And so this is not you, – did you enjoy being down south, coming from Vermont? How did you, a Vermont boy end up down in Georgia?
1: Um, I got recruited. Um, I went to a prep school in uh, Massachusetts, and uh, I got recruited to a lot of down south schools, a couple of division two, a couple division one. And at first I went to Southern Connecticut my freshman year, and I transferred out. And then it just happened to be one of the best fits for me. It worked out perfect. They needed a point guard. I came down there and played right away. Like It was just a perfect fit right away.
0: Savannah's known for an amazing St. Patrick's Day parade and party. Is that still a big deal down there or no?
1: Well, I'm not a big party, I've never partied, but going down there is just insane. Like I I went down there one year just to see how it is and that was enough for me. You couldn't even move around. It is insane.
0: Which you, you I think you'd make an exception to your party ways if you want TBT though, right?
1: Uh, I don't, yeah, you might have to. <laughs> you might
0: have to that to me. Certainly you'd be dancing someplace, maybe on the court. Somewhere. Um, can you tell us about your friend Owen? What does he mean to you, and what did he mean to you as a as a kid growing up?
1: Uh, he meant the world to me. Uh, there's about a group of us, or about five or six of us, that we just grew up hanging out, playing sports, or even just hanging out. We're we're in probably sixth grade when we started really having a big, big bond. I mean, all the way through until until he passed away, we would always have sleepovers. People always thought we were weird because we're 18 19 year old people have having sleepovers still uh, we're just a very very close group um one of our other best friends are in it. he's a booster and he's Dash coach He's gonna help coach his name is Taryn darrell he had a big part into this um he got us a lot of uh, votes um he was also one of our best friends in that group um it just mean he he meant the world to us he really did it was very very tragic to us um they passed away so young um and it's still very hard to talk about like yes. i said he's my best friend since he was uh, since we're in sixth grade, we've done everything together. So, it, uh, we hopefully we can repre- represent his name um, well.
0: How did he die, Kyle?
1: Um, in a car accident.
0: And have has anything about the way that he died and the manner in which um, it affected you changed something about you? <laughs>
1: Yeah, definitely. Just to live every day, like, at the fullest. Like, never look into the future. Just live it, live every day to, for a purpose. Make sure you tell all the loved ones that you, uh, love them every day. And uh, one thing I got very, like, I was just hanging out with one a couple of days before it happened. I went to his house and was hanging out with him and I told him I love him. I'm so glad that I got a chance to tell him I love him. And, and before I, uh, the last, um, time I saw him. So yeah, just basically just tell all the people that you love, like, Make sure they know that and make sure they know how much they mean to you. Just and that's what I've learned the most.
0: How many of your other friends from growing up are playing on the team or involved?
1: Just one, but a coach, our GM coach, um, it has been our coach since sixth grade, and he's one of the coaches that has stayed with you the whole time. Like, he was our middle school coach, but. I've talked to him. I go to his middle school practices when I was in high school. And when I come back from the winter breaks, I go to his his practices. He was just, he was more than a coach to us. He was just a mentor our whole life since we were in seventh grade. And um, he's just a great person, great coach. And he's always been there for us. So, like, it's not just as he was a coach, he's been part of Owen's life also his whole life.
0: How did you guys get the idea to kind of put this together? I mean, obviously, playing college basketball you know, continuing that as a goal, right? But how did you guys put this together that you were going to create this team, try to enter and ultimately, ultimately qualify in the most competitive region for voting uh, in the South?
1: Yeah. Voting, voting was crazy this year, especially in the South. It was every other day. I I felt like I was looking at it every, every minute and things were changing going up and down, up and down. Um, But we just, we decided I talked to a couple of my players down at Armstrong, see if they were interested, and they were interested, talked to my coach, Kennedy, and then talked to Tanner and say, hey, let's do this for Owen. Um, Let's do get an organization going and donate some money to that. Um, And then everything just combined from Bennington area to the Armstrong area, and I just try to combine both areas.
0: So were you hitting both, both locations pretty hard in terms of trying to get
1: votes? Oh, big time. What were you doing that worked? Um, Facebook, um, especially and so did Instagram and also the emails and text message individually rather than group messages. We felt like if you text people saying like, Hey, a certain name, they would be more responsive to it rather than a whole group of just talking to you. Like rather than you text a person individually, they feel like they're more part of the team. So they'll text you back individually. So, um, we felt like that was the most useful.
0: So did all the players in your team get involved in that, that process?
1: Yes, definitely. Every every player was into it big time. There's a couple people that weren't, and that we had a cut. Uh, that was unfortunate. But we had to, we had a cut. We had to bring some other people in that were fully committed. That's what we were looking for the whole time.
0: So you cut guys on the basis of the vote recruiting, not on the basis of basketball.
1: Of course. I mean, I mean, it was great to have great players to come in, but we can't win the tournament without getting in. And I don't think we, I don't think we all realize how competitive boating really was up until this year. And I think it just got to a whole new level and people were not, maybe a couple of people on our team that weren't expecting that were okay getting cut because they weren't expecting to be in this high of a level.
0: So in terms of your expectations, did you, or do you have an expectation about the quality of play that you're going to see, uh, in the event.
1: Um, quality play. Yeah. It's going to be one of the best around. I mean, this is the best tournament in the whole country and the whole, in the whole world. Like it's going to be great. Um, I feel in my basketball, um, my basketball performance, I can compete in every level. Um, so I'm just going to have to prove it. And I feel like most of my teammates believe that they can compete in every level. But at the same time, we're, like I said, we're young. We're at to have to prove ourselves. These people are, are at places that we want to be. So we're out here trying to compete and prove ourselves.
0: You, I mean, I think most people will probably look at your team on paper and say, that's an underdog. You know, that's a team that is going to have to pull a major upset if they're going to advance out of the regional. Do you guys look at yourselves that way or do you have a different perspective in terms of? how it is you're approaching these games.
1: If I was outside looking in, I would, I would completely agree that we're underdogs. But if we, if you knew us, we would not be the underdogs. Like, we believe in our talent. Like I said, we're young. We understand that we're young, but we're ready. We're here to prove ourselves. And there's no reason why we can't win this tournament. We really believe that.
0: You mentioned Overseas Elite as one of the teams to look out for in the South and probably the team that you think is the best. Did you watch them last year?
1: I did watch them last year. I watched them a couple of times and, they're very, very good, but there's no reason why we can't compete and even beat them. Um, but they're very, very good. We respect them a lot. And if we match up with them, we're going at them.
0: How do you think you would match up with them in a, in a hypothetical?
1: Um, I think it would be a very good game. Um, they're very athletic, very good. Um, but I, like I said, I think it would be go toe-to-toe, but I think we would get the edge. Do you think that
0: there's something to the idea of maybe playing at a smaller school that has gotten less recognition than some of the bigger uh, schools like a like a Memphis, for example, or Kentucky, do you think there's something to that in terms of the intensity that you play with, or is that just off the uh, that that goes away once the games actually start?
1: I think it goes away. It doesn't matter to, especially for us, we, we went to a division two school. So we have a chip on our shoulder. They went to Memphis. So they think they may, they may think that, Hey, it's a smaller school that we can go out there but that's not the case. When it's basketball, it's just basketball. It doesn't matter where you went to school. It doesn't matter where you play now. You still got to play. You got to still put the ball on the hoop and um, you still have to have team chemistry. So that's what it comes down to. It doesn't matter where you went. It doesn't matter where you are. It matters. Who's playing good that night? I mean, any night. It's just like March Madness. That's why I, TBT is so great. Who's ever, who's ever playing the best that night is going to win.
0: What's your practice plan in terms of getting together, organizing, all that kind of stuff?
1: Uh, we're planning on coming day, coming down to North Carolina a couple of days before the tournament, so we can practice three or four days before um, get a team, get an offense, get a couple of plays. Um, like I said, we have a lot of team chemistry already, but still, there's a couple of, of couple of us that haven't played together, so just combining that for the last like three or four days before we play on our first um, game
0: who do you think on your team is going to surprise people
1: the most I think Isaac Butts is going to be a big big factor in this why is that uh, he, if if people don't know who he is they're going to know who he is he's a big body and he's going to be he's going to be a beast and you played with him at Armstrong I did not play with him. A friend I know played with him, and a coach I know played with him. And I know, and I know him, and I've seen tape on him. He's just a monster. He played at Appalachian Appleg- State.
0: Appalachian State, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. And I heard a lot of things about him. I've seen him play, and he was just a beast. And I just think he's going to be a big difference maker.
0: Who did the recruiting for you guys in terms of the players? Like, how did how did you get? I, obviously, you kind of had the link into the Armstrong Atlantic guys, but who, how did you get the other guys?
1: Um. I got the other guys. One person is from an area I'm kind of from. He's from Pittsfield. Um that I knew him from um summer basketball and I've always played against him in little tournaments and he's very, very talented. So I called him right up. Um so he played at a division three, but he did he did a lot of great things for that division three program. And then a buddy of mine and a coach of mine recommend Isaac to me. And as soon as I talked to Isaac, he was on board right away. And then he had a friend who went to the same school as he did. That was another big that um, that he wanted to play with us. So, I mean, it just worked out perfectly.
0: Kyle, thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate it.
1: All right. Thank you very much. Hi, my name is
2: Terrell Smith. Uh, primetime Players uh, out of Rock Hill, South Carolina, uh, near Charlotte.
0: Terrell, where does the name Primetime Players come from?
2: Um, From my coach, Chris Thomas. He's been doing this for about 20-plus years, just uh, getting guys. Uh, Coming out of high school, fresh in college, you know, just give them something to do during the summertime. Um, and just develop over for guys who just have something to do in their spare time.
0: How did this, uh, I think you answered this. So, how did the the team come together?
2: Um, bunch of guys, I mean, I played overseas myself. A couple other guys played overseas, played college ball, something to do after you get off work, you know, kind of like a, a hobby, basically. For all of us basketball lovers, we never get enough. Uh, basketball never dies so in us we have something to do after we get out work looking forward to it from from a long day
0: why are you guys playing in tbt in 2016
2: um playing to win it i mean i think that's the reason for everyone um and you know it's in charlotte this year so it's even more fun you know it's, it's our hometown you know where we where we play out most of our games at, at the grady code so you know we get our fans to come out get to see us play and, and plan to win
0: what would it mean to win tbt
2: uh man it means a lot. I mean it, it puts a platform on us. Uh we play in the ECBL basketball league now, so it puts that on a platform, the league we play in. And uh I mean it's it's free money. It's free money to do something you love. So it's nothing better than that. We play for free right now, you know, during the night. So I mean might as well go play play pickup for free. So might as well get win a little money doing it.
0: Which team in your region besides yourselves do you look at as one of the best?
2: The defending champs, overseas elite. I mean, those guys, I mean, we, we were at the game when they almost got eliminated for not having enough players, and they still won the game. I mean, just those guys are uh, high college IQ guys, um, professionals, and, and they, they play together in a short span of time. So that's kind of rare to have that happen. But they're definitely, uh, defending champs, definitely the, the best team. Terrell,
0: last year you guys had an amazing run, and I think really surprising, certainly to TPT and probably most people that were watching it. Why do you think you were so successful?
2: Um, the team concept, you know, no guy, we're, we're not selfish. Um, we try to get up and down the court, shoot as many threes as possible. Um, more shots you get up, the more chances you get to score buckets. Um, and you know, we, we get excited. We treat it like it's college all over again, you know, just get excited for guys, jump up and down, have fun, high fives, you know, communicating. And we were playing together for a couple of years. Um, so we got a, a good chemistry of, of a core guys who before they, the guys who were here, besides the guys that play with us when they come back home from overseas.
0: That was one of the points that Chris made. Chris Thomas made uh, a couple of times that I've spoken to him is how many games you guys have played together. Can you talk a little bit about what your experience as a team is like in, in terms of where you play, how you play, how often?
2: Oh, man, we play uh, probably about three times a week, um, uh, just in regular men's league around Charlotte. And then we have our uh, ECBL league that we play on Saturdays and Sundays where we travel around from Virginia to uh, Georgia. Um, and we just, man, it's over a hundred games. And- in the course of a year? <laughs> In the course of a year, you know, and we, we're not, we're not young guys. So, you know, some of us had a little age on us. So, you know, it's, it's good though, you know, and we, it's experience on every kind of, you might get some good teams, you may get some bad teams, you know, but it's still basketball, you know, and I tell my guys all the time, you know, I feel like I'm the leader, I'm the captain. So I let them know, Hey, listen, take every game seriously. Cause you know, you're preparing for something bigger than what you're playing in now. And that's the kind of mindset we have to have day in and day out when we play these games, even maybe somebody we know we're going to beat by 30 or 40, but it doesn't matter um, when, when we are playing.
0: Talk about a little bit, if you can, about the three-point shooting for you guys. I mean, obviously the number of shots is important, but you have to make a certain percentage of them too. So, do you have guys that are not permitted to shoot three-pointers, or is it everybody have the green light?
2: (laughs) Most of us, ninety-five percent of us, have the green light. Now, if we're winning by about twenty, we our big man to take a three or two. It's more like a momentum three. It's not really their shooter, but uh, that's the concept. You know, we come down court like. It's your, your best shot, and our best shot, we feel like it's a three-point shot. Number one, you can get an offensive rebound because it's in transition. Um, number two, when you're sitting in a half court and shoot a three, it's totally different because everybody's playing man-to-man and you, you're pulling up. So the transition three is probably, as you see in the NBA now, it changes the game. Um, it gives other opportunities to say, hey, I have to run out. Now the court space is bigger now. Now you have to respect somebody as soon as they come across the half court shooting it. And nobody thinks it's a bad shot on our team.
0: Is that something that you guys discovered on your own, or were you inspired by watching some team?
2: Um, we actually been doing it we've been doing it for a couple of years. Um and it's crazy. We uh we've been doing it, and then you just see all these teams shooting threes in the NBA. It's like we we're not definitely they definitely didn't get it from us. But just the concept of us shooting threes and that's what we've been doing, it's a kind of guys we have too. They're three point shooters. Nobody's trying to drive to the basket.
0: Yeah. So, one of the big things they talk about now in the evolution of basketball is positionless basketball, you know, where these Mm -hmm. guys, you don't necessarily have a one, two, three, and a four, but you might have four guards on the court at one time. That seems like the way that you guys kind of play is this. It's really about getting that ball moving around, being quick, and getting up as many shots as possible.
2: Right. Yeah. Charlie, that four guy, you want to be a hybrid, like in between a guard and a four, still can handle the ball, still can push it, still can be a matchup problem, but still can play defense as well. Um, as much as we like to shoot threes, we can't shoot transition threes without playing defense. So that's the thing. You know, we play defense, get a stop, you know, help your teammate. You know, it goes back to your old college rules, help the helper. So we help somebody. It's a transition three. And then once the ball starts rolling, you want the team you're playing against to do what you do. If they can't really do it, then the game opens up really quick.
0: Did you feel like you guys took people by surprise last year? Uh, because maybe you don't have the biggest names or guys that are currently playing overseas?
2: I think so. Um, you know, they didn't know who we were. I mean, that's probably probably for like a lot of teams. Nobody knows who they are um, unless you have somebody elite from the NBA or big-time overseas or a big-time college name. Um, we did. And the second game actually against HBC, like it was a good game um, because we were both similar teams who both played together well. So we didn't take them by surprise at all. But definitely against um, Josh Shelby, the first game, we felt like, you know, it wasn't a respect level uh, given at the beginning of the game because even during the time I like to remember them saying, all right, y'all ready? like they didn't, weren't ready at the beginning of the game, you know, so. It was Wait, so like, say okay, that again, what? so
0: they were saying, are you guys ready, or you were asking them if they were ready, how did that go?
2: Well, you know how you get in your team huddle, and I I remember them being in a timeout and me walking on the court, like, I mean, you know our guys were like, yeah, we ready, y'all ready now? Let's play, like, they weren't ready to start the game, so it felt like a, you know, they didn't know who we were, they didn't know, like, this team is kind of good, you know, let's see what they do first, and then we're going to get ourselves together, but at that point, we were already hitting threes and the momentum was far our way and they made a run in the second half, but it just, I think we got up on them so bad the beginning of the game that it didn't matter what they did. It just kept coming down on them.
0: Is that a matchup you'd like to have again against that team?
2: Uh, oh, no. Mm-mm. Why not? No, that's not what you want. This is the thing. It's, it's like, uh, you want to play the best competition, but I don't think they had their best game either. And I think we had our best game. We had it a long time. Um, I always want to play against the best opponent, but Josh Shelby, hey, he he's he's a player, he's a player, and I had the chance of guarding him. Man, it's good to guess, gauge yourself on another level. Of I play Division two basketball, he played at Kansas, and I'm guarding Josh Shelby, so it was like, okay, I saw this guy play on TV. He he really can play, but you know, it was it was a great challenge. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, but I definitely want to see somebody else. You know, that's the thing. You want to play somebody different in the tournament. Don't want to see the same team. Did never. you?
0: Uh, yeah. Well, it also builds rivalry though from year to year. You know, so you never right, know what's right. going to happen in that regard, and you might meet meet up. You'd have to go through them at some point theoretically. Oh, yeah, one thing or another. Definitely. Um definitely. So, in terms of you know having that experience as a Division two player, and then now you know facing off against a guy like Josh Selby, what does that kind of mean to you as a as an athlete, uh, as a person in terms of that opportunity?
2: Um. It. It means a lot because, you know, you, you gauge yourself as a player of, and the world looks at you at what, what level did you play at when you came out of high school? It's not looked at upon like, uh, you know, how, what are your abilities, you know? And it's crazy, you know, we're basketball guys. We're all sports guys. So we say, we watch ESPN, like, man, if I don't went to North Carolina, I probably would be in the NBA. Cause it's about the program, you know, and it's, it's things like it's a program type situation. It's just with anything else. If you went to prep school or privacy, you go to Oak Hill, you're probably going to go division one. So it's kind of that mindset of what if, you know, cause I, your abilities, you know, it's just not having a chance to be put on that stage to do it. And the TBT gives everybody equal opportunity to be on that stage to say, Hey, I may not play Kansas or North Carolina or VCU, but I can still get it done.
0: From your perspective, it sounds like you're saying that how good you are at 16, 17 really kind of dictates where you are at 23, 25. Is that, is that what it, you feel?
2: It helps. It helps. It's a platform. Um, you work a lot harder. And I speak on one of my teammates, Sean Barnett, uh, went to Wingate, Division II All-American, uh, played in the MEDL, plays overseas now, won the MVP overseas in Romania, but he played Division II to start off. And I, I, if he played Division One, he would definitely be in the NBA in my in my mind. Just knowing that guy, his work ethic, and his his back his background and his his rap sheet just speaks for itself.
0: Yeah. Who do you think from your team? You know, assuming that people didn't watch the games last year, but who do you think from your team would most surprise fans? Is it Sean? In terms of how? Yeah, good definitely he
2: is. Sean. Yeah, I, I don't. Sean, he he's that type of player. When you look at him walk out, you're like, mm, he might can play. And I said it when I first met him in college. But then when I got him, I was like, "Yo, this dude is really good." So I think he'll be the most surprising, not being a big name, but can play on any level with any guy that I, I think he can. I what think he, he could.
0: So why do you think that is then that he's been able to kind of continue that path in terms? I know he won the MVP in Romania this year. Um, why Why is a guy like that able to continue that path? And maybe some guys that start off at a higher level or have more acclaim kind of tend to tail off. Why do you think that is?
2: Uh, being hungry, um, you know, coming from, you know, being scrappy, coming from a level of division two, you know, you have to work a little harder. It's not actually put out there for you. It's not, it's not, uh, you're not spoon fed, I would say. So, and he's a hard worker. I mean, and the guy, he, he just, he's a gym rat. You know, he wants, he wants to be good. He wants to be great. Um, not that the other guys don't, you know, it's just a fact that if I'm put at, uh, division one level at Duke, sports are not going to put me on a platform by itself. ESPN gonna do it. So my coach is gonna do it. So with him, you know, he knows he has to go out and get it done himself. He has to prove it on the court every night and he does.
0: In terms of um what you just said about the Grady Cole Center a few minutes ago, what is that gym like to play in?
2: Man, it's a shooter's gym. How so? From my perspective. Man, I went for sixty three in the gym before, so it, it's, it, it can happen. Um, And it's a big court, too. It has an NBA three-point line. So you will see a lot of guys, you know, you can they're going to touch that range because they see that line. So that line gets a little tricky. You don't want to step over because you want to show everybody you can shoot the NBA three. Not knowing we're playing with the college three-point line. Yeah. So it definitely changes the game when you see an NBA three-point line and, and playing that way. But it's, it's definitely a big court. So if you ain't in shape, it could get ugly quick.
0: What kind of a crowd uh, do you guys get there typically?
2: Um, a good crowd, a good decent crowd. We used to do the, uh, the summer league program there with Anthony Morrow. We used to have it there as well. Definitely a good turnout. Uh, have some guys, Biz Mac, uh, Dante Green, guys like that come out. Anthony Morrow. Um, definitely a good crowd with that. Um, but we definitely expect, especially with Davidson being in it, their alumni team, a, a good crowd with Steph being in the NBA finals and Davidson being in TBT. Obviously, we might get some attention because the finals will be over, and then it's our turn. So the TBT should definitely get a good turnout in Charlotte, being a basketball city.
0: Um, Grady Cool the oldest facility that we're going to be in this year in terms of when it was built. And sometimes <laughs> right. old gyms have got little creaky spots on the floor. Do you guys know all the all the old um, dead zones and all that kind of stuff?
2: You, you know what? The crazy thing about it, the, the court is actually really good. Um, Queens University actually used to play their home games there Division II school in Charlotte. So the court is actually kept well. Now, uh, the rest of the facility, as you know, yeah, it's older gym. So it's older style, which is kind of cool because the way it's set up, it's more close net to the, to the court. So which is really good, but the court is in good condition because they, you know, as a school, they have to take care of the court themselves and the, the kids have to play on it.
0: How, um, how closely did you follow the voting as it came down to the wire in the South?
2: So me and Chris oh uh, you know we call i call myself the general manager chris the coach everything i call <laughs> him um what's semi-pro what's the guy's name uh will ferrell i can't think of his name that's kind of how chris is uh jackie moon jackie chris moon. is jackie moon yeah he does it all he coaches laundry all that stuff he gets it done we were up i woke up at three that morning before i went to work i was at work um at ten thirty. i actually told my customers hey listen can you stay here till 12? Because you're really nice. I have to get some votes for my team to be in the $2 million tournament. So just stand right here. We're going to talk about everything. I'm going to take care of you. And they were nice about it. Yeah. But I was just trying to get votes, man. I was on my Facebook page saying, hey, listen, we need you to vote for me. Please, you know, please reach out to my team. I mean, let me know. We can help you out. Um, You can win money if we win. So me and Chris were literally going back and forth. Getting email addresses and getting people to set up their account for us, and and trying to get these votes.
0: In terms of um, being a basketball fan, is there a team that you've looked at in the field of sixty four so far that just as a as a as a person that loves the game that you're interested in seeing them play?
2: Um, the VCU team. How come you think you think about havoc? I mean, <laughs> you you watch college basketball, you are like okay, these guys play and the Kansas State team.
0: Okay, why interesting. So let's go through VCU first and then why Kansas State yeah. after that.
2: Okay. VCU, um, don't they have Larry Sanders?
0: I think? Yeah, they do. Yeah.
2: Right. Okay. Guy was just in the NBA like two and a half years ago. And he's an elite player. So uh he's an athlete. He's just not a big man in the NBA. Those guys who are in the NBA, they can play. They're not just big man, they can do it all. So and think about them you no know, having full court pressure, those guys playing together, definitely a different ball game. That's gonna be an up and down type team and and they're known for winning and those guys are you know that's what they do so if you play together you know the system they don't have to go over anything those plays already put in so when they say something it's going to be automatic um and the kansas state team uh magruder all those guys um yeah they 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 can play they have jacob pulling too yeah (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
0: yes you know all these guys so you're really (laughs) a big fan yeah.
2: I'm a basketball head, man. Uh, and it, it's not even from looking at it on TBT or the website, just knowing these guys in general, you know, because um, you respect the, the next man in front of you. That's always, I say that first and foremost. If you're a basketball player, I respect you, you know, and, but you still have to do what you do on me. Of course, so, of course, but it's, it's, that's a tough team. And, you know, I look at, I look at around all the regions. I still say the South region is the toughest. I mean, for me looking at well, it.
0: Well, you look at it in, you know, one through 16. It's almost any team could walk off with, with that region. And, you know, right. it's almost like you take the seedings and you throw a dart and then you, you never know what's going to happen. Right. It's going to be a challenge. I think, you know, of all the regions this year, to be honest with you, the caliber of play is going to be through the roof. So it's going to be really exciting as a basketball fan, which obviously you are, but you're also competing yeah. in TBT. Terrell, I really appreciate your time, man. I hope to, hope to see you. Uh, if not in Charlotte this summer, then certainly once we get to Philadelphia.
2: Yeah, definitely, man. We'll see you in Philly. All right. Thanks. All right.